You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. We got Dave Tate here from uh, Elegant Motor Cars, and, of course, Alan from Glen Allen Motors. I want to tell you the truth. My middle name is David, too. So we like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like three stooges here. You we know? like in 3D. <laughs> in 3D. 3D. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we got a fascinating show today. We're going to talk to two gentlemen, David being one of them, and uh, Joey Gagne. These are two remarkable business people, and we want to talk to them about their business and, and you know, how they got to where they are now, what they do. It's just a fascinating story, especially Joey. Uh, Joey started in the tow truck business when he was 19 and now owns the largest towing company in Canada wow. with over 100-plus trucks. Wow. It's a real amazing story. And David, well, he can take your car and make it look like brand new <laughs> without <laughs> a lot of work. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and more importantly, Dave, that car will continue to look like new for a long time. Yeah, that special stuff, the ceramic stuff that they put on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? So we can talk about that, too. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, if you want to get uh, your questions in and you can't get on in, on the show, I've had a couple of complaints about that, but there's nothing I can do about it. Just the producer tells me to do this and I do that. So bottom line is go to davescornergarage.com and you can email us and we will get you on the following show and take your questions. And as we have a ton of questions, we probably have about 30 questions that people have sent in. So we're going to pick the best ones and talk about that. Uh, I want to give you an update on MyPace. Now we have CAA as a sponsorship and uh, MyPace uh, is an insurance uh, product. I guess that's the best way to say it. Pay as you play. Pay as you play. You pay as you play. So what happened last April was I got a bill from my insurance company for twenty five hundred bucks for my car, mm-hmm. and another twenty five hundred bucks for Barb's car, where they used to be twelve hundred and thirteen hundred dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. So it's, it came to five thousand dollars. So I started looking around and I went to my pace. So so far I've spent six hundred bucks on driving my caddy. And uh, Barb's actually spent less than that because she only goes to the grocery stores and comes back. That's amazing. So basically half. Mm -hmm. So if you're buying insurance and you don't use your car as much as you used to, and most guys aren't because of the COVID vaccine problems, um, my pace. You go to CAA, punch in my pace, get a quote. It's like 400 bucks down and and $80 for 1,000 kilometers. That's right. And even if you decide or things change and you start to drive more, you get an email from them to say, hey, you, you've reached your max. We've got to yep. top it up. And they do that. So they're uh, they're very, you know, technically uh, motivated and they and they keep you going. It's, uh, it works great. And you save a lot of money. I, from, I can't believe how much we're saving. Uh, the other thing was uh, the groundhog didn't see its shadow. Mm-hmm. Right? So that means everybody's going to Florida. <laughs> so that means actually the six more weeks of uh, winter, and then we're into the spring. 
So David's smiling because all those guys are coming in to get cleaned up. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. It's this, and if you ever go to the site, it's called travel.ca.ca. Uh, so basically, it's the government site, and they'll tell you when you can go and what to do when you come back. So um, that's an interesting thing because I've got two friends of mine that actually went down to Florida mm-hmm. and not planning to come back till the end of April. Well, let's hope they let them back in. Yeah, that's just a big worry. <laughs> Good. It could be not. I have two friends there as well. They got. They were very happy. They got. They were able to get vaccinated. Yes. They, they plan on spending the winter there rather than being up here where it's yeah. cold. But they say by September we should be all be vaccinated by September. All right. Speaking of the spring, we're going to be talking to David Tate after the break to yep. get to figure out how to get those nasty stains out of your carpet and the rest of the car and make it look like new again. Yep. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Give us a call right now. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back, and we're with David Tate from Ep Motoring and Protection Center. You changed the name? No. Okay, I like it. It's a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> so the question starts with: We're going to come into spring, according to the groundhog, in six weeks. Now my carpeting in my car, which is black, has got this white ring all the way around the the outside. How do I get rid of that? Shop vacuum water. Is that right? Yeah, you can get a lot of uh, salt salt dilution or uh, salt dissolving stuff at the Canadian Tire and stuff like that. But honestly, the best way is to take it to a professional. Um, you know, we have a machine that's four thousand dollars. It uh, heats the water up, it dissolves the salt, pulls out all bacteria that you might have brought in with the salt and. Oh, I got and, bacteria, I'm telling and you. so on and so forth. Especially nowadays, you want to keep things super clean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it doesn't damage. The other thing as well is if you put too much water, if you try to do it yourself. It'll seep down underneath the carpet, and you'll get like a mildewy, moldy smell in the ah, car after. Like an old convertible. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you want to be able to, uh, you know, take it to a professional. They're going to allow the water to go onto the salt and uh, surface of the carpet without allowing it to seep in, so yeah. you won't get uh, uh, stale moisture. So is it kind of like the the machines that people could rent at home to, for the carpet, where it's shooting water very much out similar. Yeah, and then sucking it up right away? Exactly, very much similar. But like yeah. you say, you need to let it soak for a period. Is, is there any kind of pre-treat or chemical that you got uh, to put on there, there beforehand? If there's stains and stuff, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, and. Um, and what? How often do you suggest people do it? Is it like once the season good enough? Or so when it comes to uh, salt removal, once mm-hmm. a year. Um, but typically, you want to have things steam cleaned in your car twice a year. Right. Uh, once in the in the you know after the winter when you get all the gunk and stuff from the salt and slush, mm-hmm. uh, snow and slush, and then uh, once in the uh, going into winter. Uh, so you know you're driven around with your windows down. You got gum, and you've been in the park walking through the grass. You want to get all that stuff out of the car, so you're not inhaling it while the windows are up. Oh yeah, I mean awesome. we've had some rotten cars. We had we had one car in that just had such a bad smell, and I said, you know, do you not notice it? And they go, oh, this is really just my dog parking car, you know. And I was, what is? He says, oh, we have two great Danes. So we take them to the park in <laughs> yeah. this car only, which is why the car rinked the dog. Yeah. But uh, and and how do you price it out though? I mean, do you have like a, a straight fee, or basically it's per hour, or how do you do that? Um, so it depends. Usually, a customer will come in and ask for a full interior when they want okay. their uh, carpets uh, done. Right. And we have a flat. Uh, we start at one hundred and eighty dollars okay. on a base car, and then uh, you know if you bring in like a, a Suburbans, a bus, right? Um, you know the price is definitely going to go up. When you yeah. As a matter of fact, I've seen some videos. People have been sharing on YouTube, like the worst, the cars from hell. You know, and oh. and and how long it took them to actually clean. Them and what one of them was 60 hours or something. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where you're literally removing the seats from the car, um, in some cases taking the carpet right out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. But, but normally, I think this is a case of where someone's traded a car in, 
and and the last person just abused the heck out of it. And now the guy who wants to sell it, well, until you get it cleaned up, you're not going to be able to sell it. So this is where you want it to look good. David, how do you compare, like, say, with the dealerships for a cost of uh, redoing a car? Um, to be honest with you, the dealers are, are you know, they're hiring people who don't, uh, who aren't professionals in the, yeah. in the, in the scene. Um, they typically charge the, a little bit more money. Um, and you just don't get the value that you would get by going to a boutique. You know, the convenience is there as well, though. Um, you can take a car in, and while you're getting your oil changed and stuff done, you're you're you know they're doing a full That's interior right. and stuff on the on the car. Um, whereas if you come to a boutique, a lot of uh, boutique uh, uh, detail shops are not doing oil changes at the same. Does time. the weather affect your business? I mean, if it's uh, where it's cold outside, can you still do the full service? Absolutely. Yeah, even even our higher end uh, services like the ceramic coatings and the paint protection film, they're all year round products. So. Um, you put them on. Actually, there's a lot of great benefits to, to ceramic coating, specifically in the winter. Um, you know, when when it does snow, though we haven't had a lot, but when it does snow, it it doesn't stick on the car. Like you'll come out and it'll just be on the top surfaces where literally gravity is holding it there. All the sides and stuff, it just falls off. I see. I've seen uh, ceramic. It has kind of a glow to it. Absolutely, yeah. it, it increases the uh, the uh, shine tremendously. Actually, we're probably one of the only shops in Toronto recently. I I splurged. And, uh, and actually bought a, uh, a gloss meter, um, so the customers can we can take a gloss reading before we do the coating, um, and then take a gloss reading afterwards, so they actually can see that there is a difference in. in now uh, I also heard that this stuff repairs itself, so if you've got a scratch or something, yeah, it 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 actually fixes the scratch. Absolutely, some of our uh, well, most of your scratches actually come from uh, typical washing, micro marring, swirl marks, and, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, milkiness in your clear coat from from UV. Uh, damage from the sun, but uh, our coatings are actually UV resistant, and then some of our higher end coatings actually have a self healing have self healing properties. So uh, when you get, do get those swirls and stuff, as soon as the sun heats your paint up to about sixty degrees, um, they literally melt away out of your paint. That's like magic. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, and I you have, can fry an egg on it. And it I've never stick. washed amazing, my car. You know? I wash the inside, but I've never washed the outside of my car. And it's oh. clean, but it's clean. You know, like the <laughs> it's like in Florida where it just rains. It's, and that was self-washing. It's something about that car that it wants to be clean. <laughs> now, so, are, you, are you limited with the ceramic coating? I mean, let's say people are listening to us now and their car is already a year or two old. Um, can you go ahead and put the ceramic coating on that car? Or is there some prep work that needs to be done first? Uh, there is prep work. Even on a new car, you have to do a paint correction because during delivery transport, like a lot of these cars, they're not coming from the, the, the dealership. Right. They're coming from a distance. Um, so, yeah, a lot of uh, swirl marks and stuff are already in the paint. Oh, wow. As well, the dealers, you know, um, when they're prepping the car, they're not as meticulous as you have. Well, again, this is where you're not dealing with a... A professional boutique place. There you go. <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to take a break now. I'm sure you hear the music. And uh, afterwards, we're going to get back to David. And if you've got a question, by all means, give us a shout right now. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All righty, we're back. By the way, I was at Young Steel's Motors uh, this week. Did you we, buy another car? No, we had a, a, a car case where the engine exploded. And we're trying to figure out why. So we're in the service department. Mm -hmm. But they're busy. The service department's just booming away. They're just 
Just busy, busy, busy. Oh, that's good. Were they prepping new cars or doing PDIs? Or? No, they have no new cars. Oh, they have no new cars. <laughs> they, now they got the chips. That they don't have enough chips to produce new cars. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a problem with uh, manufacturers are not supplying because of COVID. Right. So Chrysler just announced that they shut down for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a real problem. So if you've got to buy a new car, don't look for a discount because <laughs> it ain't going to happen. And don't be, don't be particular about a color or options. No, too, eh? right. You may not get the car you want. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Raymond's on the call. Raymond, good morning. Morning. Ray, you're driving a Pacifica, and you had a specific problem with that. Was it a heater issue? What was going yeah, on? No, what it was, when you switched off the engine, there was this ticking noise we okay. going for about 15 minutes. Right. Oh, okay. And we had been back and forwards to the dealer over a period of four months. They came down to the service manager. He says, I'll check in with Chrysler. They came back from Chrysler when I had to get in for the CD player to be replaced and mm-hmm. fixed as well. He came back and told me it was normal. Chrysler said it was normal. Oh, okay. So, I remember this call. So after my call to you, your guys, right. um, you had explained to me that was a $35 park. It was the mechanism door that diverted the air from the, from the uh, heating to defrost. Right. So the solenoid in that and the, heat, the little door was the problem. So I relayed that to the dealer, yep. spoke to the service manager, spoke to the, the young fellow that takes the car and takes all the details, and mm-hmm. completely ignored what I was saying to them. Right. After my quick phone call to customer care at Chrysler, I was on the phone for half an hour with him. He phoned the dealer. Mm-hmm. He came back and said, it's normal. Okay. I, I said, so a two-and-a-half-year-old car at $65,000, for two years and four months, there was no ticking noise, and all of a sudden there's a ticking noise. That's normal. Right. So lo and behold, take it in to get the CD fixed. The general, the uh, sales, uh, uh, the um, service manager said to me, oh, we've looked into your problem with the ticking. We think we might know what it might be. Were they able to fix it? Well, it was exactly what you had told me and exactly what I told them. Oh, the, it was the uh, it was the uh, recirculating door motor. That's right. So they ordered the part. We took it in. We left it with them. Mm-hmm. They gave us a phone call. Oh, we've got a problem. I said, "What's the problem?" He says, "Oh, the part we got is defective." <laughs> <laughs> they knew that before they put it in. So they had to order another part, right. and they got it back, and it's all fixed now. Okay, so the saga is done. You're a happy guy again. I am a happy guy, but. I'm not picking back to that particular dealer. Yeah, I understand that. Well, because in the end, they did I, get it fixed. Unfortunately, you had well, to bend some arms. Fixed, yeah. As I said to the manager, I mm-hmm. says, if you plug in your little computer and it doesn't come up to give you a reading of where the problem is, do your mechanics not think outside the box? No, they got to phone Dave's Corner Garage on Saturday morning. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Alan, Alan's opening garage, blindfold garage. <laughs> we don't have to see your car to Ray, fix it. Ray, at the end of the day, we're happy that it got fixed. But you know I'm what? I'm happy I got it fixed, and it was through listening to you, your show that was able to help me along with the problem. Can you phone my wife and tell her we were right? That we were right, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll only be the one time in the whole week, you know, seriously. That may cost us money. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a cost. Ray, thank you very much. Thanks. We appreciate it. Call back with that. Yeah, you know, Dave, I had the same thing though years ago with a with a doctor where you know you go for that preliminary inspection, and I said, "Listen, let me explain something to you." And he went, "You know, didn't listen at all. All it was like, sir, you're just a little jittery, and and everybody's like that." Come back next week and we'll fix it up. And make a long story short, when I saw them post-operative, you went, 
I should have listened. You were right. It was way yeah. bigger than what I thought. So, you know, when someone's got some advice, I mean, I always tell my mechanics as well, because periodically someone will come in and they've tried to troubleshoot it themselves and they'll say, do this. And I write it down and my mechanics look at me going, the heck did you write that down for? Because there is an offside chance that maybe it was just an yeah. empty bottle underneath the seat that was making <laughs> all that noise, you know? I love what my wife always says. You're so stupid. And I'm going, I'm stupid. Look who you married. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and talk to Jerry this morning, who's on the QEW. Jerry, good morning. How are you? You know what? Any day you wake up, that's a good day. You know how you stay with a happy marriage? Go ahead. Two words. Yes, dear. Yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you have a question, or are you just giving marital advice? <laughs> no. Uh, I have a 2004 GMC 2500 uh-huh. with a radio problem. I start this thing up. Either the radio is on or it's not on. Turn it off on. Nothing happens. I'm driving along, maybe a half hour, whatever. Boom. It comes to light. Right. And then it might work okay for a day or so. And then, or next time when I stop and I turn the engine off, I turn it back on. It's not working. I had this problem. I was in Oshawa. There's a, there's a radio shop there that repairs and does that. When I went in there, the radio was, was working and I tried to tell them the problem. And then driving away, I got about two blocks away. And all of a sudden, boom, the radio come on. I turn around, come back, you show him now it's working. It wasn't working when I was, I was there two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And he turns it up, shuts it off and goes to turn it on again. Nothing happens. He says, well, now it's not working. I don't know what's wrong with it. Wow. And he kind of left me like uh, with a blank look on my face like, you're supposed to be the expert? All right. Well, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to put you on hold for a sec because we've got to take okay. a break. But it, it, it does happen a lot. I mean, if somebody comes in complaining about something not working, well, uh, if you can't see it not working, it's really hard to diagnose. All right. We've got to take a break, like I mentioned, and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. All right. We're back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. Sitting beside me is Dave Redinger. He's in chair number one. And David Tate is sitting beside me. Immediately beside me, behind the plastic, we are uh, we are protecting ourselves. Besides having masks on, David Tate is from Elegant Motoring, and and uh, we had a caller on the line. I think he's still yeah, Jerry. there. Jerry's radio's not working, and, and and David Tate here, you got a reply. Yeah, uh, two things. I'm assuming that you already checked the uh, the fuse box, uh, make sure the fuse is is secure and so on, um, as well as the wire behind it that connects to the fuse, just to make sure there's no issues there. But I would also check your uh, trigger wire that uh, from your accessories lead that goes from your ignition to the radio itself. Sometimes that, uh, if it's a 2000, you're talking about a, a 20 plus year old car. And I know in my 20s, I wasn't fully working mentally. Um, so <laughs> um, I would definitely uh, check that and see if the wire might have uh, loosened up. You know, what's interesting in some vehicles, the, the part that you touch mm-hmm. on the dash is not the radio. All it is is the control. The radio is somewhere else in the dash. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot. There's a lot of connections there between the head, which, as, as we call it, and the actual radio itself. Well, don't forget, everything in the car is is connected together. It's it's you know it's it's not necessarily hardwired, but you've got electrical connectors, yep. quick connectors, and as you say, there's so many different components that. After 20 years, you know, connectors get loose. They get uh, they get tarnished. You know, I would phone. Uh, Mark Silverman over at Young Steels. Mm-hmm. Just call him up and he'll give you the advice. 
Jerry, uh, or we lost Jerry. But I would, that the bottom line is phone Young steals motors. Mm-hmm. Silverman has been there for like 30 years. Yeah, so because, and like you say, he you probably know, sold that car new. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, things are particular to certain brands. That's correct. Makes and yeah. models, you know. So if you go speak to an, uh, an expert on that particular car, he knows right away where to start looking. Uh, David, we have an email for you. And the question is I saw a van down the road the other day with tinted windows, and uh, all of them were different colors. Like uh, they were, they, they got darker as the car was, I guess, from the front to the back, back. it got darker. So can you explain why? So, so a lot of times that's a, that's a legal issue. Technically, the two front windows uh, on the driver's and passenger's door um, can't be darker than a certain percentage, which I believe is 30%, oh, 30, okay. 35%. Um, but as you go back, you can go as dark as you want. So in a van, since you have people sitting in between in the middle, maybe they did a little bit darker because they have kids and they want to protect them uh, against the sun and the, the mm. UV and so on. Uh, and maybe they're carrying extreme valuables in the back and it's, it might be a little darker. Even is there the a regulation for the rear window? Like No. 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 You so just the windshield and the, the so two basically front the front windshield by law can't have anything on it. Oh, I Correct. didn't know that. Um, unless there is a little bit of a factory, but you cannot add to it. The the driver and passenger windows have to be, as David said, about thirty yeah. percent. The whole reason there is that if you're getting, you know, police are driving up beside you, they want to see who's driving the car. Correct. You yeah. know, yeah. but anything back of that can be totally darkened, and uh, and especially in a van. I mean, not so much. Well, in Canada, it's not too bad, but in the summertime, it gets hot back there. Absolutely. And uh, it's almost like a goldfish bowl, eh? And and you want your air conditioner to work properly, to keep everybody cool in the back. You want to reduce the amount of. Uh, we actually put in uh, a lot of vehicles that come in, vans included. Most uh-huh. SUVs are factory tinted nowadays, right. from the from the in the back. Um, but uh, we actually put a ceramic tint on the back windows. Okay, um, and that to, stops the UV? Uh, it stops the heat Okay, a- and the UV as well, but it, it stops the heat, so you don't get that fishbowl effect when you're driving and the sun's blazing in on one side of your face. We have another last last email question. This one's an easy one. Uh, Mazda CX-5. I get a problem with the wiring. Apparently mm-hmm. the soya in the wiring and these little critters eat the soya and the insulation and caused serious problems. So this young lady took her car to the dealership for a rodent inspection. A rodent inspection. And they hit her for 200 bucks, <laughs> not covered by warranty. And she wants to know what can she do uh, to protect her car from being eaten up. Now, apparently it's not just Mazda. It's Mazda, Toyota. They also have those problems. Uh, I think most of the cars that come out of Japan have, you know. Soy, uh, as a matter of fact, soy. BMW had a problem years ago, like the same kind of thing. See, they're trying to get away from a petroleum-based insulation on the wires. So in other words, that rubberized coating on the wires used to be made out of oil byproducts, but now they wanted to get away from it, so they went to soy, like you say, except the soy tastes better than the oil (laughs) So it it, it can cause a big problem. Um, We see it at least once or twice a year. Um, I had a Nissan Micra come in the other day. Now, thankfully, the guy was able to make it to the shop, but he came in. He's the check engine light's on, and I don't think it's running properly. And as soon as we opened up the hood, we saw that there was... Well, no, we didn't. No, there was a, there was a crust of bread stuck between the battery. They must have dragged that in from somewhere. But you could actually see where the wiring was severed altogether from the... Because the wiring, the actual copper inside is not terribly thick. And once they've eaten through the insulation to make... For, for them to either eat or make a nest, uh, there's nothing left of the wire. So what's the solution? So the, the dealer said to them, use mothballs. Uh-huh. Uh, we, well, we, we used to use fox urine. 
Because it, it also kept uh, bigger rodents away, like the, the raccoons and stuff like that. Who's the fox? You buy it at, uh, <laughs> at uh, what do you call it, uh, Bass Pro Shop? Bass Pro Shop, as yeah. a matter of fact. No. Yeah, in fact, I've had some, uh, I had a lady, same thing, where she parked in the city. Because a lot of times you think it's, well, people live in the country or live close to Ravine. But this lady lived right in the, in the heart of the city, except that her car was parked adjacent to the bin box for the apartment building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was all kinds of mice and rats living in, in the bin box, eh? Um, and we'd, we'd fixed her wiring and let it go. We, we did spray some undercoating or something on it afterwards. But by the next day, that was already eaten. Um, in the end, she ended up going up to Bass Pro, as you said, and she bought it, it's coyote urine. Okay. Yeah, there's also, yeah. And yeah. Uh, she comes in an aerosol can, and she said, listen, fix it, and then spray it. And uh, we did, and it worked. Yeah, it does. The um, I, When I was writing for the Toronto Sun, I had this come up. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, it's really easy. Just take two inches of your cat's tail <laughs> and hang it from the inside of the hood. <laughs> I got so much flack because of that. <laughs> so I had to write in the following week. I was incorrect and I was cruel for me to say that. I think one inch would just be enough. <laughs> Apparently bounce dryer sheets will keep animals away too. I don't know why. The smell. They, 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 the smell chases them away. A WD-40 apparently also uh, keeps it away. Huh. Oh, really? So yeah. lots of different products. So yeah. don't leave it. And uh, and the other thing is too, you know, you had or had where someone said, I started my car and there was a loud noise. Oh. Um, because animals will walk by your car and especially in the wintertime and they see it's warm up in there and they'll go and try to sleep up in the engine compartment. So I think it was you who said, why don't you just bang the fender or bang the yeah, hood before you actually start the car just to wake them up to say, hey, we're going to get started. I mean, you want your engine to run like a, a kitten, but not really. In Florida, yeah. it's, it's, it's more with snakes. Really? Yeah. They climb up inside the engine to stay warm overnight. Wow. Guy pulls a car in, and you got to remember, it's near the Everglades. Mm-hmm. And so there's – in the actually, if you go to uh, – uh, YouTube, you can probably see pictures of these snakes wrapped around these engines Ew. trying to stay warm, and then the guy fires up the bugger, and away he goes. Wow. So, yeah, it does happen. So bottom line is there are products out there to prevent that, but I'm surprised the manufacturer continues to produce these vehicles. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's not covered by warranty either. No. Like the manufacturer said, hey, you know, we didn't introduce those, those animals there. Um, and and I, I guess to a degree, I mean, this coyote stuff that we sprayed on the car, it didn't smell pleasant, you know. <laughs> David, there's a whole new line for you. <laughs> de-rodent. Not only do we service and clean your car, we de-rodent it. <laughs> we, spray, we spray coyote urine everywhere. You're right, yeah. <laughs> or <your> grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> Interesting now, stuff. I want to ask you too, David, um, if people want to advertise their business, yeah. they can get vehicles wrapped. Do you guys get into that as well? Uh, we do to a degree. We try to do uh, uh, stay with cut vinyl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So you know when you're starting your business, you got a small business, you want to put cut vinyl on your window, your name, your number, what you do. Right. Um, it's actually the most economical way of advertising. It's certain. phenomenal. You yeah. get like twenty, like five hundred hits, yeah. five hundred thousand hits. Sorry, yeah. a month by, yeah, it's by crazy. a vinyl wrap vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Now, do people usually go to a sign shop, or can you arrange for all that? Uh, no, we arrange for all that, and a lot of the stuff we actually just do in-house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, and, I, and I guess at the same time, sure, the, the surface has to be prepped beforehand? Yeah, we do all of that. We clean it down. We polish up the surface, uh, make sure it's free of any debris, um, yeah. and then apply the uh, the vinyl from there. Well, this is where it's important. I mean, I've seen – you ever see on, on, on cars where – 
someone's done a tint job themselves and it's got all kinds of bubbles and stuff. It looks like heck. We, and apparently it's it's terrible to get off afterwards. Yeah, I have a funny story actually. I had a customer come in who bought a uh, he bought a used Bentley, mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, and uh, he came in and he's like, oh man, you know, I don't know, my tint is really bad. I, I It's all scratched and stuff. Can you tell me why it keeps getting scratched? I right. need to replace it. And I went outside and I looked at his Bentley and they put the tint on the outside of the window. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's not on the inside. Yeah, it wasn't on the inside. <laughs> wow, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> so yeah. the only the only thing I could figure out from there is that whoever owned that Bentley before didn't want to spend the money for the And you got a deal. Yeah, you got a deal. He <laughs> put it on the outside. Guy didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, we need to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get Joey Gagne on the phone and talk about towing. Alrighty, we're back with Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. We're with David Tate from Elegant Motorcars. And, of course, Alan, who's my sidekick. On the phone is Joey Gagne. And I have to tell you, Joey is a, what we call a Canadian success story. Uh, he started back in the 80s with one tow truck, and now currently Abrams Towing is the largest towing facility in Canada. Joey, good morning. How are you? Morning, David. How are you? You know what? I always say any day I wake up, it's a good day. So now I'm going to add, and my wife is sleeping next to me. (laughs) (laughs) And as long as your car starts, you don't necessarily need a tow. (laughs) Exactly right. So, Joey, you're not in in the chasing business. You're actually in the actual towing business, and you've actually done so much for modernizing that business. Yeah, we we focus on uh, a roadside assistance type system, and, uh, you know, we have – we have contracts with different uh, car dealerships and car manufacturers and uh, corporate, you know, uh, fleets and stuff like that. So that's our that's the the majority of our business. You even did a television show. I remember that with uh, it was four hundred one rescue or something. We we've been on a, a number of television shows. We were back uh, I don't know about 12, 15, 20 years ago. We did a show called Tobiz. That's it. Yes. And, and then we we we've been uh, involved in this the newer show that's uh, on. Uh, uh, now called uh, Heavy Rescue 401 as well. Yeah, yeah. You can tell Joey's the guy in the suit, not in the truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't no, have a I'm big orange vest on? Joey, you're not wearing a big orange vest, are you? No, no, that's not me. <laughs> I, w- I have, and I do, but not, not often. Not so, not. Joey, you've done, your company has basically done uh, roadside assistance, which was just something that was new when you did it, uh, corporate services, and you also have an auto auction. Yes, we we just uh, we've had an auto auction for about twenty five years, I guess. Yeah, now. I remember working with you with that. But uh, now it's all online with COVID. Uh, we created an online uh, auction portal, and it's uh, working very well for us. Well, where do these vehicles come from, Joe? Um, we get cars from uh, uh, a lot of different sources. We do a lot of work for different municipalities, uh, and uh, if uh, you know someone abandons the vehicle for some reason, the, they'll have us come and clean up the, the street or wherever and uh, bring that vehicle into our compound. And then if the vehicle doesn't get claimed, uh, which happens quite a bit, uh, then we have to go through a process of disposal. So, And sometimes the cars are decent cars. They're fixer-uppers that somebody wants. So then we'll uh, put them in our auction and uh, you know give people an opportunity to purchase them. So you've done the paperwork as far as finding title for them and all? Yeah, we have to. That's part of the process. There's something called the Repair Stores Lean Act, which we have to follow. Mm-hmm. And what about keys? 
Um, sometimes we find the keys in the car. It's funny, uh, as we, we do our, our process, we find, you know, lots of stuff in the cars and one, and occasionally we'll find the keys in the glove box or just right in the car. So, but if not, we will, uh, we'll have the keys made. We have a, we have a, a gentleman that does that for us. Oh, cool. So, um, in, in essence, if somebody could get the car running, he could drive it away. Could he not? Or do you necessarily need People to People do that every day. Oh, cool. We, we hold an auction every, every, uh, every other week and, uh, you know, we sell about 15 cars per auction, uh, upwards of 20, and uh, a large portion of the cars actually get driven away. And um, give us a year or, or sort of a price range on what these things are going for. Well, most of the stuff that we that that we get is, uh, you know, uh, lower end stuff. So mm-hmm. it's stuff that sells for anywhere from t- between fifteen hundred dollars and and five thousand dollars. So it's uh, it's really uh, fixer up stuff. Occasionally, we get some stuff that, that has more value than that, or there's people that are, are interested in it. The auction does drive that sometimes. Right. Um, but we get a lot of uh, starter cars for people that are looking to uh, get in, either get their first car or somebody that needs a second car or somebody just wants a winter beater, stuff like that. And uh, people do very well with it. We've been, like I said, we've done it for 25 years, and uh, we sell about 500 cars a year, and uh, they... Uh, we get a lot of the same customers coming back year year after year. They get a car, they buy it for cheap, they drive it for uh, you know a couple of years, and they say, "Okay, now I need a different one." You know, Joey, I was looking at your site and uh, reading about it. You have what's called a, a training center where you actually train your drivers. Yes, we we have a uh, we uh, were one of the first companies to to uh, have an internal trainer, uh, and we we use that for. Uh, creating a uh, a better quality of tow truck driver and uh, and it's worked well it's a it's a good profit center for us i tell our people all the time they think all oh, training you know it's going to cost us money it's going to be but it's it, it generates uh, a better quality of driver which then in turn generates a better result for us and our clients which then is uh, it's just good business so like when i when i call caa your truck shows up yeah so we call different roadside assistance companies uh, we do work for all the uh, all the car manufacturers and uh, and roadside assistance companies uh, that uh, you know you can have a membership to, or you get with your car when you buy a new car. And your drivers aren't going to try to twist somebody's arm into necessarily going to a place where they want to go, like a chaser would, correct? Well, we want we you know I think that uh, uh, we're we're always getting the call from somebody that knows where they want to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, occasionally, like I actually was in a call center yesterday, there was a, a person on the phone, and I think they were from out of town, or they hadn't gone through the process before, but they were asking the, somebody in the call center, what do I do? What, you know, I, I, my car's broken, what do I do? So our call center can recommend somebody, but we typically try to stay out of that that's not our that's not what we do and uh we if we do recommend somebody it'll be somebody that uh you know generic somebody that's nearby that somebody would know but we we don't really get involved in that um it's not uh it's not uh we 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 don't want to qualify somebody that who's the best operator for you all right well right now we're all sitting behind plastic and got masks and we got sanitizer what what is COVID doing for your business, or how you've had to change or modify it? Well, I think like all businesses, that we've had to adapt. So we've adapted very well with uh, you know uh, with uh, you know some 
blips along the way. We've had to figure out ways to do different things. Uh, we don't take a lot of clients in the vehicle anymore, so we don't have a lot of passengers. Um, so we've had to adjust to that. Um, we've, we have some vehicles that are specifically set up better to, to take clients, uh, specifically people off of, you know, uh, highways and stuff like that. I was going to say, a car's broken down on the side of the road on the highway. Yeah. You can't just leave the guy standing there. Yeah. So that's not where most people break down though, fortunately. (laughs) Okay. Most people break down at home or at, you know, at the mall or at their, their, their work. The amount of cars breaking down on the road is still significant, but it's not where most people break down. So we get a, we get the people off the highway the best we can. A lot of times, if, if they're on the highway, we, we'll send a truck that has a, it's an extended cab vehicle, and it's got a uh, contained area. We've we've put in some uh, uh, plastic to uh, contain the, the rear seating. And it protects the people, and we we, we follow all the protocols. I love the, it. The so you have system. eight locations. Yes, we have locations all across the province. So it says Toronto, Brampton, Hamilton, Mississauga, Newmarket, Oakville, Windsor, and Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. Ottawa is one of our newer locations. But yes, all of those locations. I love it. I've used your services uh, many times. Well, not many times, but a few times. <laughs> Specifically at the racetrack when the little car breaks down and we push it on the road. All right, so if I don't have CAA, Joe, and I need, uh, I need the Abrams service, how do I get in touch? Uh, you can call us. Uh, you can go to our website at abrams.ca, or you can go uh, call us at four one six three nine eight twenty five hundred. All right, super. Thank you, Dave. Hey, you know what? It's a great story. I love it. Abrams towing um, the white trucks with the blue writing on the side. <laughs> no, I think it's red. No, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Joey. Have a great day. All right, Dave's car to garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. My name is Alan Gelman. Sitting beside me is David Redinger from Dave's Corner Garage. That's his fame to f- claim to fame. I'm from Glen Allen Motors. And David Tate from Elegant Motoring. David, I got a new car. I want to keep it clean. I want to keep it from getting damaged. Uh, you have all kinds of coatings. You have there, – there's kind that of, you mentioned ceramic, but there's also that vinyl stuff they put on the front as well? Yeah, clear bra film or paint protection film uh, prevents stone chips and, and uh, severe damage, like if you rub a wall by accident or a mm-hmm. uh, pillar in your underground. Those um, jump pull, out all the time, eh? <laughs> pull them out, <laughs> we pull the film off, put it on uh, far cheaper than going to a uh, body shop or, or uh, getting a rental and stuff in the meantime. So they um, want the uh, – now you guys are in Etobicoke. How do we find you? Uh, hit us up on our website, elegantmotoring.ca, or give us a call, 647-926-AUTO or 2886. All okay. Right. Just a reminder, uh, going on right now is the RV show. Remember we were talking about it last week where Natalie was telling us about RVs, and you go online, and you can register and watch. Uh, you can actually buy an RV online, I imagine. That's right. So, you can go to rvshowsontario.ca or Toronto RV Show. Dot com. Right, and if you and can't find it, just Google it. It'll come right up. That's right, and you can have virtual. Is it virtual? Yeah, virtual experience there. They can show you do a walkthrough through an RV. There's all kinds of seminars to show you what the different kinds are, what kind of vehicles you necessarily need to be towing. You know, um, it's really good. And actually, next week will be another RV show called the Big Show, and we're going to have an interview on that. Uh, it's RV season. Do you guys do those too? We do. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, I used it's, to have an Airstream we did. You're kidding. Yeah. 
So it's like having a cleaning lady in there. <laughs> I wonder if people do that, if they have a cleaning lady for their RV. Quite possibly. The boats, they, they, I know they definitely have people that come by yeah, and, so, uh, and do that, yeah. So a bunch of, like the best brand, BMWs and Audis and... For for the coding, yeah. What's your average owner? Is he uh, lately? I find that uh, because the people are working from home and so on, and and uh, you know, our our average basically is thirty thousand and up. With COVID, yes. we're seeing we're seeing a difference. Uh, we're seeing basically a uh, hundred thousand and up with with COVID. And that's not um, a lot of money in a car anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it isn't. Like your everyday car nowadays, uh, yeah. you know, a Tesla Model Three is uh, you know eighty seventy five eighty. Oh, I think one thirty four. I think it's yeah. just uh, for a diesel one. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely insane. But I think it's important to not just look at the cost of what that's going to be. It's it's what that's going to get you when you go to trade it or sell it down the road. Yes, Cars going to be looking that much better. And, and and it's the first thing, like we talked about earlier, you want to do that cleanup before you sell a car. You want the exterior to look as good as it can, too, because that, that's most important. I mean, you're in a used car business, Dave. It's most important that it looks nice. Yeah, it's absolutely true. <laughs> that's where you and, get and the most pride, amount of money. It's also pride of ownership as well, right? Like you don't want your car. A lot of people, I hear stories, people fixing their car at the end of its life cycle before they trade it in. Well, Never put a cent in it. You know, Best car <laughs> I ever had. You know, and, and I laugh because it's like, Man, why are you making it look good before you sell it? You should have been keeping it looking good the whole time. <laughs> I haven't got it, time. You know? I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I had one lady come in, a three-year-old Honda, and the oil light came on. And I we go check the car. It's got zero oil in it. And so I explained to her that this car needs to have oil changes on a regular basis. I thought all cars came with oil. Yeah, lady, but after three years. <laughs> it wears out. <laughs> so I know that you can hard the Civic will go three years without a change. <laughs> no, you know, we, we laugh at that. But in, in, in a lot of cases, you know, things have happened to a vehicle because of abuse. And, and it's not because they did it intentionally. It's just that they never read the owner's manual. A lot of cars don't yep. even come with an owner's manual right now. Um, and uh, you do have to take care of it. And you can, it, like you say, if you run out of oil on a newer car, your warranty's not going to help you out. Nope, just definitely like, not. Just like the rodents eating the wires under the hood. That's not covered by the manufacturer's warranty at all. And the other piece of advice that we can give you is keep records of everything you do on the car. Because if I'm buying your car and you've got a manual with full of bills and, and even if it had issues, the fact that it's all written down and in it just gives the thing value. Yeah, adds more confidence that the person took care of it. And, yeah. and as a as a buyer, I'll pay more money for that, knowing that the car was looked after. Exactly I won't have right. Yeah. yeah. So you you get a better quality number, I guess, on the black book. You know, yeah. you get extra yeah. clean instead of uh, well, true, rough. and especially if it's showing low mileage. I mean, we've had our friends from Amvic on the show many many times, and and one of the big problems we see even now more than in the old days, is the rollbacking of odometers, yep. right? Um, but if you've got service records that proves that, you know, uh, here's here's day one, here's after six months, here's after a year, here's the services that I had done, and here's the recorded mileage. So that way you can confirm that that's why my car only shows 28,000 kilometers because it's legitimate. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting too. Nowadays, a lot of uh, aftermarket repair shops or dealer alternative repair shops are actually hooked up with car proof, car fact, and so on. Right. Um, so... One thing I can say is always make sure that the person is doing their diligence and actually putting in your accurate uh, mileage because right, there's situations and where they put in the wrong mileage and that's right. and it becomes an issue when you sell it. Right, or or figuring they got a deal because they didn't need a bill. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you want a receipt because it's the proof that the work was done. Here's the mileage. And, and it's, it's a legit. warranty. 
Exactly. I mean, you got five, was it 5,000 kilometers or 90 days for any work that's done is under a warranty automatically. All right, super. All right, one more time. David, uh, how do we get in touch with you? Elegantmotoring.ca or hit us up on our phone, 647-926-2886. All righty, And uh, if you're up and down soon and you want to get a hold of me, if, let's say you couldn't get through the show, you're, by all means, you can give me a call, 416-665-6230, Glen Allen Motors. And David, how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, phone my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she Isn't she the entertainment director? <laughs> yeah, she is. And by the way, if you're going to Allen's, Make sure he gives you a rental car <laughs> for free. <laughs> for free. There you go. What do you get for free in this world? <laughs> you get to sit in Alan's office. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Remember, keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, Bye-bye everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.